podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everybody and welcome back to Saturday Draft Live on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, we're on it. So go check us out, give us a listen, listen share our episodes far and wide. We'd, we'd love to see that so much. You can find us on Twitter on uh, Suplex Retweet. We've got our Facebook page, we've got our community group, we've got our website, eatsleepsuplexretweet.com. You can find our full back catalogue of episodes on there, so please check us out. We've got Instagram, we've got YouTube, we've got TikTok. We're all over the shop, so there's, there's no reason that you can't check us out in some form of social media platform, so please, please do. And I, I'm joined as the, the, the ever-present on Saturday Draft Live recently after his Mexico hiatus. Dave, welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you for having me back. And you'll have to excuse my uh, slightly toned-down voice today. I've been hit with, uh, with tonsillitis all week, so if I do start coughing at any point, uh, I can only apologise in advance. Ah, you're all right. You're, you're all right, my man. You're all right. And we're joined by one half of the Goats Incarnate, the Listeners League representation of, of, of this season. Tom, welcome to Saturday Draft Live. How are you doing, my friend? Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. Um, so far, uh, the draft's going pretty well, and uh, it's only going to go up from here. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll crack on and get going. And Dave, I'll come I'll come to you for the first two here as they're both on your on your team. But mm-hmm. uh, Dominic Mysterio creeping his way into the, the the top three this week on eleven points. Yep, he is one, two, three, four, fifth overall with thirty four points. Everyone wanted Dominic Mysterio. I think when they're getting that kind of middle round, and you and you and Gary were lucky enough to to wrap them up at, at, at that point how, how happy are you with Dominic Mysterio right now in your team yeah very very happy I'd have to thank my partner Gary for um cleverly pointing him out during the draft selection because I think I was a little bit hesitant at first not gonna lie but you know Dom Dom's come leaps and bounds this entire season you know getting wins on Raw and a mixed tag match win on Smackdown as well so we plus various appearance points across both shows obviously trying to build that Feud up with uh, Daddy Mysterio as well. It's um, my only regret is not putting the captaincy on him at first, but that's in hindsight because if we did put the captaincy on him at the start of the season, he would have been top scorer overall this season. But you know what? That's the the gamble you take with the these draft selections. And but we're just happy that Dom Dom's been a a big scorer regardless. Uh, you'll be you'll be hoping to to reap the rewards come WrestleMania anyway because your captain right now Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes, twelve points overall. He's sitting third and forty eight points in the season so far. Mm-hmm. If you weren't going to get Rhea Ripley, you're going to get Cody Rhodes out from drafting from second position. Absolutely. But uh, your 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 captain, obviously, your, your best performer on your team. You you would assume that he's winning at WrestleMania, but mm-hmm. is he going to win at WrestleMania? Not, not them trying to plant the seed of death. <laughs> they want Roman Reigns to get their thousand days. Oh, it's difficult to say at this point. I think 
it's almost like the booking of Roman versus Drew at Clash at the Castle. Like, do they keep the the epic reign going, or do they give Drew the big win in his home country, the big WrestleMania style win that he was uh, that he rightfully earned all the way back in twenty twenty? It's it's going to be a I think it's going to be a catch twenty one at this point. You know, it could go either way, but I'm loving the feud so far. Plus, Cody's getting regular wins on TV. You know, you get a win over LA Knight on on Raw. And also appearing across SmackDown as well. But I had I don't know if you'd noticed as well, but during the end of SmackDown, there was a shot that cut to him backstage watching the TV at the correct angle. And, yeah. and I was saying in the group chat, if that's the one appearance point that helps Men on a Mission 2.0 win this draft by a single point, I will be howling if that backstage appearance does it for us. So if you if, if, if you so happen to win, does that make you a three-time winner? It makes me a three-time winner. It makes Gary a two-time winner. And it makes us back-to-back tag team season winners. So that would be a pretty impressive accolade to have in the archives of Saturday Draft Live. You'd join the the illustrious club of just myself being a three-time winner. You know, be a good good Mm -hmm. task company, I think. But someone that's to stop you along the the way, Dave, is is Tom and uh, David Camo and Tom. I'll come to you quickly. So we'll talk about your team. A wee bit later on, as I said, it was if he didn't, if Dave didn't get Rhea Ripley, we'd have got Corey Rhodes. But you and you and uh, David Campbell managed to get Rhea Ripley. Sixteen points this week's overall, fifty-two points for the season's so second position. Was was it always in your head to take Rhea over Cody? Uh, me and me and Goat have had some discussions as soon as I uh, learned that he would be my tag team partner for this uh, this season, but uh, the the first thing we both said was Rhea is going to be number one. Uh, we knew she was gonna get some good points for us. On, in my opinion, it it should have still been more because uh, I feel like she's not getting the amount of matches that we were hoping for. But the appearances uh, have been good. Uh, I mean, overall rank two is uh, is, is pretty solid. Um, yeah, I, I think she's been performing well. And uh, yeah, I'm honestly surprised by by the fact that Cody Rhodes has gotten so many points because, uh, yeah, the 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 TV appearances have been there, but the, the amount of matches before this feud have been far fewer than he has now. So I'm as soon as I heard their pick, I was like, yeah, that's a good pick, but it's not the best pick. But I've I've changed my tone on that. So yeah, congrats to uh, David and Gary to for for picking him up. Yeah, it's quite a, it's quite an interesting one because they're they're the two precious ones. You've got to protect them for the for their main events at WrestleMania. I think, I think regardless, it's still been a great choice, and I think that uh, Rhea's done very well. Obviously, same position ahead ahead of Cody Rhodes right now. I imagine that she will stay ahead of Cody Rhodes the rest of the season. So I think it was very wise to take uh, Rhea over Cody. But we'll, we'll quickly go. Will, over. will she though? I mean, Rhea's only four points so. ahead. She's only four points ahead of Cody in the top ten of the season. I mean. One um, captaincy win from either of them, you know, could easily flip the table. I think. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I obviously now, now Cody's appearing too. It'll be a lot closer, but I, I still think there's far more Judgment Day appearances to come out between now and uh, WrestleMania, especially You've got Edge, Edge Bala, Dom Mysterio, Charlotte against Drea. And she's appearing in everything to do with that. I, I, I think we'll see that come through. And I do, 
And if, if I'm from my two cents, Cindy, I don't think Cody's winning at WrestleMania. I, I, Ooh. So mm. that's 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 my thing. As much as it'd be good to see, I don't think it's happening. I think that they'll I think they'll go for the thousand days. But actually that's my hot take, you know. But uh, I've been known my hot takes been shit before. So that's that's it. We'll we'll see what happens. But we'll move on to our, our top table. Uh, in last position, we've got Grant and Quaku with Alba Goo Graps two point oh and eighty points. And we've twenty one points ahead of them as uh, the pair of fannies, myself and Ryan the Gleesh. We're truly a pair of fannies right now, sitting <laughs> near the bottom of the table. Uh, one point ahead of us is Serenity now of Scott and Ross McLeod 102 points and then we've got the Transatlantic Heartbreakers in fourth position 115 points Ryan Gallagher and Chris Lopez a good return to the draft for them so far I'd say uh, two points ahead in the third position is Andy and Stephen in the morning Andy Mitchell and Stephen Wilson and then there's a big uh, that, that could have been done better Jack honestly <laughs> <laughs> Here, look, Andy I'm and a, Stephen in the morning there you go that's it that's that's far better than me. Get you on this show, Tom. That's that's, that's <laughs> it should be. Uh, Seventeen points ahead of, of them is yourselves, Tom, and uh, the goat goats incarnate, one hundred thirty-four, and six points at the top of the table ahead, one hundred forty. Men of mission two point oh, David Hockney and Gary Kerner. And the table yes. certainly. It's even from so obviously there's one, two, three, four, five, sixty points between first and bottom, but then thirty-nine points between first and second bottom. It's it's still fairly tight. As a season goes, Dave, from what we've seen before, there's there's never been that kind of obviously forty point thirty nine points is still quite big, but to see that between that and the bottom table, it's mm-hmm. quite quite something. Yeah, it really is. I think we've all had our heads screwed on here when it comes to to WrestleMania season, probably with the exception of Grant and Quacko, given that they're they've went pretty much AEW heavy in a very wwe-esque season but there is definitely a lot of competition you know not just at the bottom of the table you know you guys you and ryan against the mcleods you know there's one point separating you guys uh the battle for third between andy steven and transatlantic heartbreakers again you know two points just separating them and obviously between men on a mission and goats incarnate only six points separating you know first and second it's we're we're about two weeks away from WrestleMania and it's it's getting very, very down to the wire. You know, all it takes is one bad week for one team and they could see themselves sliding down the table, much like we saw with Andy and Steven, who dropped to fourth at one point this week, only to then just bounce themselves back uh, into third place. So everything can change on a dime. All it depends is, you know, what team has a good week and what team has a bad week. Exactly. Now, there's a couple of weeks ago, and Dave, there has been... Interesting developments happening in the Listeners League and the Listeners League Cup. So it's the mm-hmm. your favourite segment of the show. Tell us what's happening both, my friend. Yes, so looking at the top five of the Listeners League so far, we have Jonathan Napier with Flex Fridman on 157 points. Fourth place, just one point ahead of him on 158. It's Ross Henderson with Spike Dudley's medical insurance bill. And then as we go into the top three, we have uh, veterans Listeners League performer Gary Morris on 166 points. Team Banger Brothers and Sisters. And again, one point ahead of him, the the Listeners League is also very competitive this season. We have John Sly with Judgment Day 1-ish on 167. But once again, you know, somebody who's been making the rounds at the top of the 
top of the listeners league this season it is ross brady with uh, the big banger bros theory on 170 points uh largely helped with the fact his team captain is rare ripley one of the big scorers this season he also has Aska, who had a fantastic elimination chamber performance and he also has uh he also has uh, austin theory Solo Sokoa, Damian Priest, so a good mix of Judgment Day members and a few uh, sort of mid-card talent keeping him afloat. But I think what's letting him down, though, is the tag team selection of McIntyre and Sheamus, who we now know is going to be in a triple threat at Mania for the Intercontinental title. So I think tag team points are going to be out of the question, apart from a few appearance points there. But still a very, very close contest. Only 13 points separating uh, fifth place from first. So... Could go, could easily go either way. But as we go to the Listeners League Cup, we now have our two competitors uh, who will be competing on WrestleMania Sunday to win the first ever Listeners League Cup. So winning by a margin of 72 to 64 from the Lewis, Dangur and Brit Rest brackets, it is former winner Matt Smith, who's now going to be in the final, going up against Tam McKay, who beat Jonathan Napier 62 to 53. Uh, so those two will have their Listener's League face-off uh, where their total scores will be finalized by WrestleMania Sunday. Whoever has the highest score by the end of WrestleMania will be declared the first winner of the Listener's League Cup and will join the main league next season. And if they also win the Listener's League table, they will also draft first in the main league. So it's a lot of competition going on here, both with the um, the overall table and the tournament brackets in general. So your final is going to be former winner Matt Smith. Can he make it two in a row for the Listeners League? Or will it be Tam McKay looking for his first big Listeners League win? It certainly will happen, but I think it'll, for next season, we will, it, it will certainly prove very well. I, I, I think we was... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Matt Smith or Tam? I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd go with the former winner, Matt Smith, because yeah. obviously he's won the Listeners League before. He knows what it takes to to win a season like this. And looking at his team overall, if I just uh, get my analysis cap on. Um, so Matt Smith is actually currently sitting ninth, uh, or joint eighth, I should say, on 149 points overall with Team Booty Woes. His captain is Rhea Ripley. He has Paul Heyman and uh, the Usos as his other WWE representative representation. But it's also worth knowing his team's also 50% AEW picks. So Jade Cargill, Jamie Hayter, and MJF, all of whom are champions. So I suppose regular title defenses for Jade Cargill might help him out. But, you know, with the appearance of Taya Valkyrie now in AEW, is that thrown into question now? And is there any really guarantee that the Usos are going to retain at WrestleMania? I doubt it. So I think Matt could be having a bit of a an uphill battle against uh, against Tam, who currently, funnily enough, has Dominic Mysterio as his team captain, who's got 68 points overall. He also has Rhea Ripley, uh, Solo Sokoa, the Usos, and Scrap Daddy as well. So it's a very mixed team, to say the least. Uh, but actually looking at the teams on paper, I think Tam's got the edge here. Interesting, interesting. Also, anyone that wins it is welcome to come up to the to the main league and uh, speaking of the main league just like, before we get into the, the team analysis the course incarnate we do have a captaincy change mm-hmm. uh, Stephen and Andy are changing from Asuka who they feel the winds have dried up recently and they're putting all their eggs in one basket with 
Sami Zayn, which I think is pretty much a no-brainer mm-hmm. to, to make that. But I, regardless, I think both are going to win titles at Mania, but the, in the run-in, Sami's just going to have so much more exposure over TV, I think, between the two shows in that lead, and I think it makes absolute sense to, to mount that final push to yeah. challenge uh, your, your, both your teams in the top top end of the table. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I think... I think it's 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 a good choice, but it's always risky to um, change captaincy when your captain has been the number one overall point scorer. That's very true. Yeah, I also, but there, there is that fourteen point gap. But whereas Sammy Sammy Zayn, I think is going to make the points up between now and then. I think I think it'll be quite a interesting one. What are you going to say, Dave? But then again, you know. Asuka getting the points in the Elimination Chamber was a, was a think Andy and Stevens' uh, initial goal. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, we've seen in the past how many points a very good Elimination Chamber performance can get. And just imagine that with the captaincy applied. I think Asuka's done done her part for the, for the team now. And I think they're just capitalizing on what is probably most likely going to be a KO and Sammy victory at WrestleMania. So... I I respect this decision. I think it's a very smart decision. And, you know, like you said, they're capitalizing on maximizing Sami Zayn appearances for the last couple of weeks. Well, if we look at it in the, the captain versus non-captain, if, if Asuka didn't have the captaincy on her right now, she'd be 33 points. And if Sami Zayn had the captaincy on him, he'd only been 36. So they would have lost 30 mm. points if they didn't have that happen. So it's pretty... Yeah. It's, it was the elimination chamber was huge for what they were about, for what they were looking to do, and I, I, arguably they, they they probably needed to do this. They, they needed to make that final stretch. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a smart it's a smart decision to make on that captaincy change. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll we'll leave talking about Andy and Stephen. We'll, we'll we'll talk about our our, our guest team, Tom the Goats Incarnate. Also, you and. You and David Campbell managed to draft first and you got Rhea Ripley, who's currently 52 points, second overall. Bianca Bell earned 17 points, who's 17th overall. Charlotte Flair, 9 points, who's 34th overall. Finn Balor, 15 points, 21st overall. McIntyre and Sheamus on 15 points as well, who are classes 22nd, but obviously tied in points. And MGF with 26 points. Eighth overall. So this is, the, this is the kind of the part of the show when we have a guest on Tom. We kind of not we do some grilling, but we ask some questions as to the draft strategy and what you think might happen. But I usually go first. But Dave, I'll let I'll let you go first. I'll I'll, I'll let you put, uh, put on the hat to begin with. What what question <laughs> you got for Tom regarding the team? Oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're too kind. Um, but um, Tom, I wanted to ask about your tag team because. McIntyre and Sheamus. I think that's a very that's a page out of my partner's uh, playbook. You know, getting two solo stars who are likely going to be appearing together quite frequently. Uh, mm-hmm. And fair play to you. You know, they've had a few tag team victories at the start of the season. But do you think now that your tag team's going to be a bit of a, a hindrance now that they're effectively going against each other in the Intercontinental Title feud, and all you can really rely on is is appearance points going forward? I don't think that's going to be the case. I think leading up to uh, Mania, the um, the thing that they're going to go with is having them tag against members of Imperium, um, with like the obvious tension building angle afterwards. Uh, but I think it's it's gonna it's gonna stay stable uh, up until Mania, uh, to where they inevitably collide because they both want that belt. Um, but yeah, I think they're still going to rack up some uh, match points because I think uh, Gunter is going to send out his, his goons 
to deal with them and injure them before their uh, big match. Uh, and he's going to fail because uh, Sheamus and McIntyre are just going to keep winning up until Mania, get loads of points for us, and uh, yeah, be a, be a big contribution to um, to our ine- inevitable bleh, Jesus inevitable <laughs> victory. I think I think you're I think you're correct right there. Tom, I don't. I think that it's. I, I don't think it's a hindrance. I don't think it has been a hindrance the full season. They're only one point behind your tag team, Dave. The unbox. You've got sixteen points overall, and McIntyre has mm. fifteen. I do think that that match against uh, Vinci and Kaiser is going to happen. They'll probably win that, and they'll get their appearances. Then they'll get their pay per view appearance, and they won't lose anything from that either. I think there is only gains, even if it is small gains. Gains are gains, and we've, mm. we've seen that, and it's worked wonders for them so far when they're only a point behind the best tag team uh, this, this, this season so I think it's, I think it's props to taking McIntyre and Sheamus and getting them so late on I think it makes it even better I think uh, they might actually end up being the number one tag team at the end of the season but that's uh, all left in the air for now so uh, we'll see yeah come and think of it come and think of it there hasn't been a lot of big scoring tag teams this season now that you've uh You've brought that up. But the Young Bucks still at the top. McIntyre and Sheamus, as you said, only one point behind. And then just behind them is the Acclaimed on 14. Yep. Yeah, but it's all pretty, pretty tight. A question that I've got is uh, the the first three-round draft strategy, strategy of Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte Flair. Obviously, you're wanting Rhea Ripley because won the Rumble, going to be in that Mania match. You then take her opponent. Well, you probably didn't think you were taking her opponent to begin with, and then you took Bianca Bell, well Charlotte, who you thought it would be. So you knew she was going to face one of them at one point. Mm-hmm. I think the way it's looking is that Charlotte and Bianca is both going to lose. I think we're mm-hmm. going to have new women's champions in both ends by the end of it. Obviously, your captain Rhea Ripley will help kind of nullify that. But do you think taking both women's champions and if they both lose affects your chances of winning this tournament? Oh, a season, sorry. Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, we took uh, Bianca and Charlotte mainly to uh, yeah, ensure ourselves that no one else would be getting them. Uh, since they were champions, uh, they are champions, they would get loads of appearance points, we thought. Um, however, Charlotte has been very disappointing on that front. Um, we definitely expected more out of her. Um, when it comes to Mania, I think I think Bianca might actually win. That's my uh, unpopular opinion. Um, so she won't be letting us down. And yeah, Charlotte has been a letdown all season. So we can take Mania and add that onto that. But Rhea will more than make up for it by winning the title at Mania. I think, see, put it in comparison, because I think Charlotte's been, Charlotte's not, not done well at all. She was third round and it's picked up. Nine points. Chelsea Green in the fifth round's picked up eight points. Yeah, that kind of shows the levels of how Charlotte coming back and winning the title. She's she's not really been there nope. to do much this season for you, which is a bit unfortunate. Mm. And obviously, in previous season we've seen Charlotte doing very well, but to only have nine points so far and potentially lose, it's a bit bit dire straits for for mm. Charlotte. But obviously, you're hoping Rhea wins. And if Bianca does get the win, then obviously it knocks that. That theory I have out the park, so you'll be you'll be kind of hoping on that for that for that final push. I don't know, David. You've got any kind of other final questions for for Tom? 
Well, according to reports, uh, it looks like Charlotte Rhea is going to be main eventing night one, uh, given that obviously Rhea is the Royal Rumble winner and they get to main event one of the nights. But I'm still a bit thrown up in the air as to why, um, you know, as to who, well, rather who's going to win from both women's championship sides. Because Bianca set a record of her own as the longest reigning African-American champion in WWE history uh, over, I think it's like 330 days, something like that. But, um, Tom, do you think you might have been a bit hasty picking both women's champions back to back, given that there's potential that they could both lose? Uh, well, it was a risky one. I'll, I'll give you that. But I think in the end, it's going to pay out. Um, as I said, I have faith in Bianca extending her reign uh, well beyond WrestleMania. Um, so in order for that to happen, she needs to obviously win. Uh, it was a risky one, but... We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it pays off. I have faith in our um, uh, later round draft picks as well. Uh, in the end, I think the the captain choice has been an absolute home run of a pick. Um, the other two uh, maybe expected more out of, but I think the the latter three Finn Balor, McIntyre, and Sheamus and MGF are still going to rack up some big points, and I think. It might even it might even still be a victory, even though we're six points behind right now. I think I think Finn's going I think Finn's going to win your Hell in a Cell match. I think that's going to be pretty huge. MGF at last round of all folk were like mm, that's an interesting one. Is is that going to work out? And obviously it has. He's eighth overall, getting that the winning the six minute Ironman match, and then been appearing on Dynamite as well. I think that's a, a brilliant pickup for the last round. I think yeah, we couldn't believe he was still available at that point. But we we will take it. <laughs> it's, I think it's going to be very very. I, I honestly can't tell who's going to win this between between your two teams. Oh, I do not know. Also, I, I'm uncertain. If, the uncertainty around Cody is making me think that if that the, the Ghost Incarnate could do it, I'm not. Sure. That's the only thing that's throwing it for me. But I'm not entirely undecided on that. But we're waiting. We're waiting to see come the the end of the season how the, the table shaping up. But I think that's all the time we've got for. Saturday draft by the day. Uh, Tom, thanks, thanks for coming on. You've been a, a great sport in the show and uh, handled the questions well. Thank you for having me. And Dave, as always, thank you for appearing yourself once again. Yeah, and again, powering through all this much like Scott did last week. <laughs> you did well, man. You did well. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been Jack Graham and I'm feeling fine. We'll see you all. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I thank you. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on each the Superplex Retreat East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the East Meets Superplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. Sports Social Podcast Network.